0: Hello, Focused-as-Fuck Nation. Today, I have for you a conversation with a filmmaker friend, a conversation that reminded me that each of us is in our own race and it is not healthy to compare too much, followed up by some thematically relevant poetry. But first, some big news. Today's the day. Today's the day I get my ear cleaned out the very first day that I started uh, this whole experiment of daily podcasting my left ear blocked up I got tiny ear canals that get roll waxy so uh, yeah I've been a half deaf daily podcaster until now so excited I hope she lets me record <laughs> I can't believe this odyssey is finally coming to an end spoiler alert They said I couldn't record in the office. Something about HIPAA compliance, I don't know. Oh my god, I can hear again. It is a brand new day, a whole new world. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond. I can hear again, 100%. And not only did that get fixed today... But also my sweet, sweet Mac Pro, the computer that makes this process a breeze and a pleasure in a way that my college-aged MacBook Pro gives me some premature gray hairs. In the case of the Mac, it turned out to be a software issue, which I could have totally fixed from home. I wanted them to do the deeper system test on the hardware just in case, But in the future, I'll probably do more home diagnostics and see if I can't get the problem to go away without lugging it into Manhattan and leaving it for many, many nights. So that's the computer. And then with my personal health, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I ended up uh, getting charged for a test that I wasn't aware wasn't included in the specialist visit and like. Just straight up in my copays. And I wanted to talk about this because I had my first experience in negotiating my health care costs down. Even apparently, the plan that I'm about to lose, having been laid off, changed, and so I had a copay that I wasn't expecting, and on top of that, the hearing test that they did after they sucked out all the gunk in my ears was not included in the cost of the visit which I didn't know and nobody told me because I didn't ask because I didn't know to ask and now now I know um it was like a nearly 300 dollars test and because of the changes in the Aetna plan that I'm currently on I'm on the hook for it until I meet my deductible so there's 275 bucks gone that I wasn't ready to really invest in um you know it was a a test that is important for me as somebody who works in audio, but is something that one could live without if the you know the cost is too much of a burden. So, long story short, I learned a ton. I shared on Twitter, but maybe you missed it. Lesson one: always ask about costs. God, you know, you as the doctor explained when I sort of sat down after the shock and asked her a follow-up question. Um, you wouldn't walk into, I don't know, what's a, a she, she had a good example, uh, you wouldn't walk into a tailor and have them, you know, cut you out of suit without asking how much that's going to be. Um, and so similarly, you gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta ask about costs associated with any tests or, uh, you know, procedures that they're doing in the visit that aren't routine, um, and I think. The best practice, what I'm going to do next time is the second I sit down in the chair and the doctor walks in, it's going to go, hope you're well, like, how are you? And I just need you to tell me if there's anything that we are going to do today that's going to have an additional cost. I'm very sensitive to the price because my insurance isn't great and I'm self-employed or whatever your situation is, but just set that context up front. Lesson two is be nice as hell and ask good questions and don't be afraid to make requests. By the time I walked out of the office, she discounted the test by almost two-thirds, more than two-thirds. I walked out, it was $100 down from 275. Um, No, that's not more than two-thirds. I can do math. (laughs) Um, Long story short, it really doesn't hurt to ask. And now I'm able to go back in three months and get the hearing test again for less than the... You know, if she's willing to, to do that, to discount the same rate, I could go get the follow-up test that she wants me to have because I might have a growth in my ear. It's very unlikely, but it's possible. And, you know, shit, I, for 275, there's no way I'm going back. But I can, I can make it work for 200 for two tests at least relative to the anchor of 275 for one that i wasn't expecting so long story short just don't be afraid to negotiate your care and advocate for yourself and, and understand the system i need to get a clear understanding of how deductibles work and what out of out of pocket means because um, those are distinct terms in the insurance world there's so much i don't know um how copays work and the difference between a copay and a co-insurance and all all these different buzzwords and things that I just have no understanding of it's about time I learned myself some insurance so anyway that's a thought for the day but before I learned anything about healthcare, before I could hear clearly again I learned a lot about myself talking with Ethan this morning over a strong cup of iced coffee what am I saying oh uh, so I have dealt with since graduating, um, and just like, so like a little kid, um, eight years old, that's as a little kid. I know how to speak this English thing. If I sound a little cracked out, it's because I was, because that coffee was way stronger than I was expecting. Also, I'm gonna elide my childhood friend's name uh, for his own privacy, but just know that I'm talking about my best friend when I was eight years old. And it was like a fighting game, and every time we'd play, I'd lose because he had an older brother. So like his older brother kicked his ass. So he got really good. Nobody was kicking my ass because I'm only child. So I'd come over, he'd whoop me, and every time I'd pick like the next game, I'd pick the character that he played because that was the reason, right? And, the right? And like, and so I always like, sort of measure myself up against these like you know bigger, better people, and sort of fall short. And I think that's like a large source of my anxiety. And only recently have I started to like get it into my brain, even though I've known it for longer, like, I'm in my own race. But I guess is that something that you've dealt with or something you've thought about since graduating?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you do whatever you do because you saw people before you do it well and they inspired you, so inevitably it it makes sense that you compare yourself to other people. You want to live up to their standard of greatness, but I think once you get into the actual process of doing it and figuring out what you love about the process and about the act of doing versus the end product, you, I think, with any luck, that starts to slough off bit by bit, and um, you realize how unhelpful the process of constantly comparing yourself, not to the standard of someone's, you know, to the degree to which they lived up to their personal vision of themselves, but the degree of success that they had in an external sense, and you know, how, how, how much money they made, how many critics lauded over whatever they did, um, and I think that gets you into this hole of never being able to see your own growth, and how you're making headway in finding um, your own voice in whatever medium it is that you're trying to pursue, so I don't know, I mean, I, and as, as I just said before, I think for every example of a precocious prodigy who you know got an oscar at 27 or something like that um there's an example of someone who puttered around and couldn't figure out what they were doing and tried a lot of things and failed a lot and didn't hit any level of success until they were what we would consider old or older and beautiful things came out of that and nobody talks about the first 15, 20 years of their career where nothing happened and they just sat on their asses or not sat on their asses but like, failed it's a lot and ex- yeah, experimented and there's, there's you know huh. like, I don't think George Miller made the first Mad Max movie till he was in his late 30s he'd been a doctor before that or at least training to be a doctor you know yeah, Richard Linklater like worked on an oil rig um, yeah, there's like tons of examples of this it's just, you don't you only hear about the Damien Chazelles because they're the, the pretty young-faced people as- accepting Oscar for Best Director at 29, you know? What do you
0: think would have to change? Uh, what do you think would have to change for uh, us to start valuing
1: late bloomers? I think we just have to get more excited about old people. Like, I, I don't... I don't <laughs> like. you think that's why we're obsessed with prodigies? Yeah, because they're young and they're hot and they're sexy and, like... George Miller directing Mad Max Fury Road at 70 is less sexy. It's like, it's crazy to think about. It's very, I think it's very cool, right. but it's not the kind of thing you put on like, you know, the, the cover of Rolling Stone and and he's like wearing a cool suit and everything. Right. I, I mean, I, I think part of that is just unavoidable and it's, I, I don't know if we're going to tackle that societally because we valued youth and beauty and, and you know, all of these things for time immemorium. Um, but, uh I think we've also sort of lost a bit of the old wise adoration thing. And so it's whatever happens in society, it's still up to the, the artists themselves to learn how to value themselves in their own pace and whatever it takes to get them to the point that they're trying to get to and, and evaluate yourself internally as, as opposed to externally, which is, you know, not a new concept, but easier said than done for sure.
0: I think that's one thing to look forward to in the uh, ghost in the shell, brain and vats future. (laughs) The young and sexy will have no appeal. (laughs) Awesome, thanks for talking to me. (laughs) Youth, day, old age and night by Walt Whitman. Youth, large, lusty, loving. Youth, full of grace, force, fascination. Do you know that old age may come after you with equal grace, force, fascination? Day full-blown and splendid, day of the immense sun, action, ambition, laughter. The night follows close with millions of suns, and sleep, and restoring darkness. Shout out to Amanda McLaughlin and Eric L. for hooking me up with some poetry. I know it's not the ones you specifically recommended. I, uh, upon listening back to the recording, realized it it was sort of a little different than the amazing poems you put me onto, and it it got me on, on a Whitman kick. So thank you for that needed inspiration. You can follow them both on Twitter at She's So Mickey and L underscore silvero. I'll put both their links in the show notes. I also highly recommend you check out Ethan Young's sweet music videos and other work at EthanSamuelYoung.com. It'll be in the show notes as well. Music in this episode has been by Ryan Cullenane. Check out his album, Beat Driven Production Music, on freemusicarchive.org. And the credit music you're listening to right now is by Sun Searcher, also from freemusicarchive.org. If you're digging this series, I would very much appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Check out yesterday's episode for a audio guide for how to do so in iTunes, through iTunes, on your desktop. It should be applicable to both Mac and PC. I'm using a Mac, so take that for what you will. The reason I'm asking for this is it makes a huge difference in other people discovering the show, because if Apple or Google Play or wherever you end up leaving a review and rating uh, sees that that that's happening, they're more likely to promote it. And I don't know about you, but I'm curious to see how far we can take this sucker. And a report on our game started yesterday. I'm, I'm going for 100 ratings. By the end of these 30 days. So uh, so not the, basically by the time you get to episode number 30, and this is episode number 20. So we got 10. 10 episodes left. We're up to 27 from like 21 yesterday, and there are four really, really sweet reviews, which is just beautiful. So thank you for writing that. Runner five Holly, Broke Book Lover, Daddyo. And L1 rocks. you're the best. really appreciate you going out and and making that happen. So thanks for doing that. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach valenti and join me this coming Sunday for an exclusive and awesomely fun interview with Rebecca Lombardo. She is a podcaster, a mental health advocate, and just an all-around badass author. And uh, we're going to be chatting live on Sunday on my Self-Care Sunday live stream. Check it out at Zach.Live. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel and set up notifications so you know when I go live. It'll be starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, April 30th. This has been Focused as Fuck, brought to you by Kind of Evil Genius Productions. And I'm your host... Zach Valenti, and I will see you tomorrow.